Good morning, class. <laughs> Welcome to Faith School. I'm Keith Moore, and Faith School is the place where our faith is fed, our spirit grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers, which is God's plan for every believer, every child of God. There's no such thing as God-ordained failure and defeat. God has not ordained that some of us be, uh, you know, sick and defeated, broken, defeated, confused and defeated, while others live great and good lives. That's just not true. Jesus took our place and uh, took all of the judgment for our sins and mistakes. He became sin with our sin. He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. The chastisement of our peace was on him. He even became poor for us. So why? So that we could be free from all of those things. <clears throat> we could be made righteous. We could be made healed and whole. We could have peace. We could have joy. And faith school is the place to come get our faith built up so that we can rise up and lay hold of what the Lord has already bought and paid for. So we've saved you a seat. Got it right here ready for you. Get your Bible. Get something to take notes with. And come right on in and join us. And let's pray and release faith. For his will to be done today. In our faith growing. Father in Jesus name. <clears throat> we join together. All of us. Reaching out in faith. Laying hold. Of revelation. Of nourishing words of that thing and those things that will bring us up to the next place in you that pleases you. And we know that uh, our enjoying your blessing pleases you. Our enjoying victory pleases you. And we thank you for it. We praise you for it. We say we will be doers of your word, not forgetful hearers or hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Turn, please, in the textbook again today to Scripture we've been looking at all this week, Hebrews 11.1, 1, then also looking at Hebrews, the 10th chapter, leading up to this passage. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, or as the Young's literal says, faith is is of things hoped for a confidence of matters not seen, a conviction. Confidence. If we back up to the 35th verse in Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10, 35 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith, if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. That goes right along with 11.6. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Because faith is confident. And drawing back and pulling back is not faith and not pleasing to God. The only way you can be confident is to be sure. How can you be sure? Well, faith comes by hearing, and as we've studied in previous classes, hearing by the anointed spoken word. If you'll let it, God's anointed word 
will free you from your fears and doubts. When you hear what he has said, it should settle our spirit and mind about what his will is. It should cause us to stop questioning and guessing and wondering and wavering and be forever settled because his word is forever settled. Let's go with, uh, uh, go with me please again to 1 John, scripture that we wound up looking at on yesterday's class, 1 John 2nd chapter and the 20th verse, 1 John 2 and 20. It says, but you have an unction, or that word could be translated anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. You have an anointing. Go to Romans 8.14, and our wonderful assistant on the chalkboard will write it for us. Romans 8.14 describes how this works. It talks about as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. When you talk about the Holy One, that's the same person, the Spirit of God. And verse 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Sons of God, that's male and female, can and should expect to be led by the Spirit of God. Not led by all of the external things that so many people are looking to. God gave us a mind. He wants us to think. But we're not supposed to be led by our understanding or by our reasoning. Do you remember Proverbs 3, 5 that said, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your understanding. Well, why trust in the Lord with all of your heart? We've learned in previous classes, that's the part of our being we have faith. That's the part of our being we believe with, with the heart man believes, Romans says. So use your mind, use your understanding, but when it comes time to make the decision, don't trust in your reasoning, your understanding. Trust in what you're getting in your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Well, back to Romans 8, 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, well, where is the Spirit of God? He dwells inside us in the inner man. It said, uh, they're the sons of God. Verse 15, you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Timothy said, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You could say it like this. Be led by the spirit of God, not by the spirit of fear. And that is, that's such a, an important lesson to learn. If you're led by fear, you can wind up with the enemy leading you. And that's not the spirit of God leading you. Well, where's the enemy going to lead you? He's going to lead you into destruction. He's going to lead you into failure. Fear. We've all experienced it. Uh, anything from a mild dread to an out-and-out -out panic attack is all the same spirit of fear, just different degrees of the evil stuff. 
I, just as a boy, the Lord quickened to me and helped me from all the scripture I knew. I was going through a situation, I remember as a, as a young boy, that scared me, that bothered me. Fear was there, and I didn't know what to do about it. But the Spirit of God was leading me without me even realizing it. He brought to my remembrance Psalm 23 that said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And before I had learned anything about faith or confession or any of those things, I just started saying that, not knowing why I was saying it. I just began to say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. And the moment I began saying that, fear left me and strength and confidence came to me. Well, without realizing it, the Spirit of God was telling me as a boy, don't follow fear, follow me. <laughs> follow the spirit of peace inside you. Follow the spirit of grace and goodness. Now, in, in Romans 8, uh, 16, we're given detail as to how the Spirit leads us. It says the Spirit itself, actually a lot of modern translations will say himself. And that's more accurate because the Spirit is not an it. You know, you wouldn't want us to refer to you coming to class and say, did they come to class? And they say, I think it's here. <laughs> I think, yeah, there it is. No, you don't want to be referred to as an it. Don't refer to the Holy Spirit as an it either. He, Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as he. He will teach you. He will guide you. He'll show you things to come. He'll bring things to your remembrance. The Spirit Himself bears witness with what part of our being? Our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, I really believe this will help us in class today. This witness, you could also refer to it as that same thing we're talking about in 1 John 2.20, the anointing. The unction. And the unction that causes us to know everything we need to know and the witness of the Spirit that leads us is a knowing. Knowing. Does that, does that word sound familiar with what we've been talking about? Knowing is confidence, is faith. And that shouldn't be surprising that the Lord is going to lead us into faith. He's going to guide us into this confident, fully persuaded, full assurance knowing. Look at a couple of examples of this, New Testament examples, in the book of Acts, with a great example of faith and being led, Brother Paul, Paul the Apostle, who gave us, the Lord through him, gave us so much of New Testament Revelation in the form of the epistles and the writings of the New Testament. How did he function? How did he uh, operate? How did Paul, for, for one thing, how did he know where to preach? How did he know where to go and when and what to do? We know you're supposed to live by faith and walk by faith. We know you can't separate that from hearing from God because faith comes by hearing. We know the Spirit causes us to know and leads and guides us. You see a perfect example of that in the book of Acts, if you'd turn there with me. Book of Acts, chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 in the infallible textbook 
for faith class and faith school. Acts chapter 16, the scripture said that uh, Paul and his company were looking for where to preach next. And it says in verse 6, Acts 16, 6, when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia, forbidden of the Holy Spirit. Now, how did they know that? Um, the Great Commission of the church in Mark 16 is to go into all the world and preach the gospel, proclaim the good news. Well, then, if the, if the Great Commission is go into all the world and preach the gospel, then it ought to be, you know, good to go anywhere and preach the gospel anytime, right? Apparently not. Because Paul and his company were apparently looking at going into that part of Asia and preaching the word, but the Holy Spirit forbade them. Why? Well, the Great Commission is to the church, the whole church, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But a single individual is not going to be able to accomplish that. I mean, you, you can't go everywhere in the world and preach to everybody, everything in the Word of God. So with our limited time, if you live a hundred years, that's going to go by really fast. And part of that was growing up and part of it's sleeping and part of it's eating, right? So our remaining time that we have to do things like this, have faith school, are precious hours, are precious minutes. And so where should we do it? How did I know and Phyllis and I know that to do this, to do faith school, why aren't we doing something else during this time with our time and strength and money? The only way to get it right for any of us on any given day is to hear from Him and to be led by the Spirit. It goes on to say that in verse 7, after they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. So here's another place. They, they know, don't go there right now. Don't try to preach there right now. Passing by Mysia, they came to Troas. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia, prayed him, said, come over to Macedonia and help us. After he had seen that, that, that dream, immediately, that vision, we endeavored to go to Macedonia. Verse 10, do you see this, this language? Assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. And so they went to Macedonia. Can you see, no matter how it comes, whether it's a witness, whether it's a quickening from Scripture, whether it's a dream, a vision, the result is that now you know. Oh, did you see that class? Now you know. They were wondering, even, even a great man, a spiritual man like Paul, if you, until you have that knowing, that confidence, you don't have the direction of the Spirit. And until you have that knowing that this is the will of God, you can't do it in faith. If you can't do it in faith, you can't please God. 
You can't do it in power. You can't do it in victory. You can't overcome. We must have that knowing, that unction of the Holy One that causes us to know all things. And Phyllis and I, in the ministry, we've seen that thing after thing. You know, we, it, there came a point where we believed we should start a church. Where? The U.S. is a big place. The world's a big place, right? Where? Where? And it took some time of seeking and looking. And, and there were a time or two we thought, well, maybe over here and even looked over there. But, you know, the Spirit forbade us. <laughs> and then we thought, well, what about over here? And the Spirit suffered us not. But then eventually there was something came up and the more we looked at that, the more we just knew. And the more we prayed about it, the more we knew and we got to a place of settled knowing. Oh, come on, can you see this? And when you get to that place, not only have you heard from the Lord, not only do you have direction, but because you've heard from Him, you've got faith. That knowing is confidence. And when you do it in faith, the resources of God will confirm it. Hallelujah. And it'll please the Lord. It'll please Him. This is how Paul operated. We got the same Holy Spirit he had leading us and guiding us. Go with me over to the book of Philippians and notice this. This is such a, uh, a tremendous thing here. Both of these are so good. But this is how Paul lived. You believe Paul lived by faith, don't you? Walked by faith, pleased God. You know he did. So much of what we've learned about it came through his writings. But in Philippians 1, Paul is near the end of his life and the end of his ministry. And he begins to talk about the saints at Philippi who were um, strong partners of his uh, toward the end of the book, he brings up them giving to him repeatedly when nobody else did. Uh, the Philippian church loved Brother Paul and were hooked with him. But he said in uh, Philippians, let me get it right here, the first chapter and the, uh, about the uh, 21st verse, he had talked about in verse 20 about uh, well, I need to read verse 20. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I'll be ashamed, but that with all boldness, we know that's a faith word, as always, now Christ will be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose I wot not or I know not. You can say it like this. I don't know which one I will choose. Which one what? Whether I will stay or whether I will go. Now there's a whole lot of people that jump on this and go, are you kidding, Paul? When your time comes, you're going. And it's not up to you. Well, apparently he didn't know that. And apparently the Holy Spirit inspiring him didn't know that. So you need to forget it. No, we have more to do with these things than people have imagined. He said, which one, whether I stay and live a while longer or whether I go on to be with the Lord, which is far better than being here. He said, I don't know which one. So all of us, I don't care if you're Paul, uh, all of us are at times where we don't know, but we can't stay there. We got to get to the place where we do know, where we're settled. How do you get there? 
He said, I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. He said, you know, I've been ministering for years now, for decades, and I've been looking forward to going and seeing Jesus, going and being with the Lord. And he said, I want you to know going to be with the Lord is way, way better than being here. How many believe it is? It's, it's way better than being here. He said, but I think about you. And when I think about you, you know, you need help. <laughs> and uh, I know I can help you, and if I stay in the flesh, in my body, if I live a while longer, I can help you. And it's, it's needful to help you. So can you see, even when he's writing the letter, he's going, do I stay or do I go? Do I stay or do I go? You see that when he was in the book of Acts. Do I preach over here or do I preach over there? Before he can do it in faith, what has to happen, class? He has to get settled to where he knows, right? This, this hope so, don't know, we'll see, maybe so, that doesn't cut it. You got to get, before you can get in faith, which is the key to victory in everything, you've got to get settled to where you can say, I know. I know it's the will of God for us to go over there and preach. And when you know that and you step out by faith to do it, God's going to be with you. The Spirit of God's going to help you, guide you. His angels are going to protect you. He's going to deal with you, people to support you. I mean, it's going to be a success. But going off, not knowing, not sure, well, we'll try it and see. That's how disasters happen. Notice how he, the, the very next verse. He said, uh, let me back up to verse 23, to depart and be with Christ is far better, you might say, for me. Nevertheless, to stay in the flesh a while longer is needful for you. And having this what? Hmm? Have we been working on this all week? Yes. Having this what? Confidence. Confidence. And what's the next two words? I know. Can we see he's, he's hearing from the Lord here? Yes. Having this confidence, I know that what's going to happen. I'm going to stay. Yes. I'm going to abide and continue with all you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. Paul is a faith man. He is a faith preacher. Yes. He said, I preach the word of faith. Is that right? In Romans 10. And he told us, he's the one told us how faith comes, by hearing. He's the one told us by the Spirit of God that we're led by the Spirit. And here he is making the, is this an important decision? Do I go now to be with the Lord or do I stay a while? This is big stuff. How are we going to make the big decisions in our life? Exactly the same way. We put our nose in this book. We pray in the Spirit. We commune with God and we're, we think about doing this and check the witness. And we think about doing the other and check the witness. And when we don't have a witness and the Spirit of God's not causing us to know, we don't do that thing.
because we're not settled and we don't know. But if we keep looking at it and we keep feeding on the scriptures about it and we keep praying about it and praying in the spirit, that thing that is the will of God will begin to stand out to us and we'll begin to be more and more sure about it until that confidence rises up in our spirit and we have a knowing by that Holy One, by that anointing, by that unction, we know everything we need to know at the time and place that we need to know it. And when we stand up, like he just did here, and we say, okay, I got it. I've got it. I'm not going to get to go to be with the Lord right now. I'm going to stay with you. My faith class, I'm going to stay with you. My church at Philippi and Ephesus and on and on. I'm going to stay with you. I have this confidence and I know it. Hallelujah. That's faith. Say it out loud like we do. I walk by faith. I live by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Hallelujah. That's a good class for today. Praise God. The class, that's our time for now. But if you would stay put, I'm going to come back in just a minute and talk to you about partnership. Hi, friends. Thank you for staying. We've been talking about uh, Paul and his partners at Philippi. And you'll note that he talked to them about provision in the end of the fourth chapter. I'll just read a couple of verses. He said, you've well done that you did communicate with my affliction. You Philippians know in the beginning of the gospel, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again to my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Then he told them later, he said, my God will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. All of our uh, classes, all of our ministry resources, all the teaching and preaching, music, everything's available through the ministry at no charge to those that receive it. That's because of the faithfulness of our God and the faithfulness of all the people that he deals with to sow into this. We call our partners word senders. If these things are valuable to you and have benefited you and you're glad you don't have to pay for them to receive them, if you want to, you can become a word sender partner too. There's information there on your screen. You can contact the ministry and, and or go online and you can become a part of sending these truths and sending faith school to other people all over the world. And the Lord said, those that honor me, I will honor. And like Paul said to them, you've given to me repeatedly, and you can count on this, my God shall supply all your needs too, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that'll be true with you and I as well. Thank you for becoming a part.